Hello, welcome back to Mother Other. My guest for today's show is Arabella Hampshire, mother of two boys, modern Pilates instructor and a wellness coach. Arabella and I met in college in 2013 when we were both studying natural health. I was studying nutrition at the time and she naturopathy. Now we've each got children of our own and are on quite different paths, but we still have a lot in common, including our interest in uplifting mothers. I love Arabella's holistic approach to guiding women, particularly mothers, to physical, mental and spiritual wellness. She is there to help us feel energized, healthy and happy so that our children can rely on, learn from and look up to us. And of course, to help us get that pelvic floor back into shape. I had such a fulfilling chat with Arabella. We, we dove straight into the deep stuff. So disordered eating, whole health for mothers, gut issues, pregnancy, including placenta previa, moving house with babies, two polar opposite births, our love for big, loud families, the fashion industry, the unspoken mundanity of staying at home with a baby all day, every day, and the rise of passionate businesses run by mothers. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope you enjoy our conversation. As always, please feel free to message me on Instagram at mother.other if you have any requests or questions or feedback. I love hearing from everybody. So here it is. Enjoy episode three, Arabella Hampshire. This is Mother Other and I am Amy Pearson. First of all, you and I met in 2014. Is that right? Yeah. I was yeah. trying to work no, it out. 2013. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Yep. And I was studying nutrition. Were you studying naturopathy? I was studying naturopathy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were both, I remember very clearly the first few days that we met, I think we all were having lunch together and we covered in that short lunch session, I'm pretty sure we covered kids, um, yeah. the pill. And our problems yep. with the pill, issues all with the, food. All the important things. Yeah, relationships, <laughs> like everything. Yep. It's so funny, hey. And yep. then yep. I and ended up. very much what a conversation with me is like. I can know someone <laughs> for a day and I'm already talking about like everything. The deep I love them. it. Yeah. That's, that's how you connect with people. And um, I noticed that later on down the track because I stopped studying nutrition I paused yep. my degree I'm not sure if you finished did you finish no you didn't? I didn't well, I didn't because I fell pregnant with my son Albert ah right so I fell pregnant um I think in the third semester right. and I continued on um for as long as I could I sat my last exams about three weeks before I gave birth to Albert oh wow it was insane yeah and I, I just remember like was I there for that? Um, I, th- I have a feeling you were. I think I we might have ended around the same time. I don't even remember seeing you pregnant. No, I must have just been oblivious to. I was incredibly pregnant, so it's hard <laughs> to miss. But I remember like walking down the hallways at college and everyone just being like, what the hell is this girl doing? When is this baby coming out? Why is she still here? Oh, I love it. Oh, and, um, and then I my plan was to have like a semester or two off and then go back to study, which I initially did, mm. but it just wasn't, man- it wasn't possible because I was also working. Oh um, God, working, that's a lot. Studying new motherhood all at the same time. Right. It was just, 
there was this really insane moment. I went back to work when Albert was just 11 weeks old, which in hindsight wasn't the best decision, but I was a little bit coerced into it by my boss. Okay. And he was in the crèche upstairs at my work and I'd just come from the bathroom after doing a pump and I was getting his milk ready and I was printing out my uni notes on the work printer and I was just like, what are you doing? Mm. This is ridiculous. How old did you say he was? He was 11 weeks when I went back to work. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I was managing a Pilates studio in Sydney and we had a creche in the studio for the mums to use. Yeah. So when I fell pregnant with Albert, my boss said, look, I'd love to keep you managing the studio. He can come and be in the creche every morning. So I was like, perfect scenario. So I would go to work every morning at seven and my husband would bring Albert up to the creche that opened at eight and then we'd work. I'd go up and feed him a few times. I'd go on the creche, would look after him and then we'd leave at midday and go home. And I literally worked five days a week, five mornings a week until... Yeah, for for quite a while. Mm. Um, How did he go with that? Did he, because Dory's just really clingy, so I feel like he would lose his. Yeah, look, he was, there were times when it was really bad and I couldn't even go near the creche because if he saw me, he was just like, wow. Yeah. But the women who ran the creche were amazing. Okay. And I made a really conscientious effort to build a relationship with them. Mm. I saw it as like, this girl is nannying my newborn. I want, you know, I want her and I to have a great relationship. And so we did. And I ended up becoming great friends with there are a few girls who ran it. And, you know, but I mean, it was a really tricky time because I had because I'd not been with my partner for very long when we fell pregnant with my son, I felt this need to continue making money. Yeah. I didn't feel comfortable, which is something that a lot of mothers I'm Mm. finding have big issues with. Finances are a huge problem. I've been with my partner for, what, 11, 12 mm, years? I feel the same. So Yeah, like it's still going on. The guilt is still going on. Albert's now five. Mm. And my husband and I were talking about this, you know, I have to have my wisdom teeth out and I felt guilty telling him that it's going to cost a couple of thousand dollars. And he's like, you're my wife. I can pay for it. I'm like, oh, I should be able to pay for it myself. You know, it's just, it's a part of it. Yeah, definitely. Finances are, I was talking about that with a friend today actually Mm. because, this whole project, you know, it's, there's so many elements to it. Like oh. women, women want to have something other than motherhood, but also oh. a lot of it is the pressures of wanting yes. to be independent, not wanting to rely on a man Abs- for Absolutely. Income. And that's the thing, like, you know, women have been fighting since the 50s for the for equal rights. Yep. It's all well and good till we get equal rights and then we get it, but then we have babies and we can't do it and then we're like oh but it's yeah yeah, it's really because most of the care falls on women I suppose as well because we have the bodies and the it's very complicated isn't it it is it is (laughs) so much more complicated than I ever thought it would be me too um this is like taken off already this conversation but I would like you to introduce to everyone who you're a mother to yes so I'm a mother to Albert who is five and Louie, who is two in about two weeks. Wow, that's flown, hey? It's like insane. even just discussing when we met, yeah. like it's, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> and so um, your other titles, you're a Pilates instructor. Yes, You're I also am. 
health coach? I'm a health coach, yes. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm a mother's wellness coach. So I work on help, I help mothers holistically work through their health. So, you know, we do, I've studied in integrative nutrition, so we do work through that. I combine it with my Pilates knowledge. So, you know, I have honest and real chats to women about their pelvic floor and their core mm. and that the pelvic floor they have today is the same one they're going to have when they're 85. So you can't. Wow. That's a scary thought, isn't it? It is, but Mm. it's true. Mm. Like, you know, and these women who go back to the gym and they're doing burpees and like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to smell like we when I'm 85. So, you know, it's it's all just a part of it. Yeah. Um, And I kind of work with women holistically on all on all levels so chatting them through you know their just what they eat and how they move their body is a really really small part of it it's an important part of our health but it's a small part of it it's also how they're nourishing themselves and filling up their own cup how their relationships are going Mm. how they're going within their what they're doing with their life you know the mothers who choose to be stay-at-home mothers and how you know how that works for them because there are humongous challenges in that I think Mm. more challenges than people realize and then challenges that mums who choose to go back to work the challenges that they have and they're both equally huge and so I work with women through those challenges yeah that's amazing and you also post a lot of really inspirational stuff on Instagram about body positivity and food relationships and stuff that is my other little facet Mm, I love it it always reminds me to get back connected with what I'm eating and thinking about how I'm feeling about the food that I'm eating and stuff because a lot of the time you do sort of just fall back into old habits and Absolutely. Even and I I kind of had a disordered eating past since I was a teenager. And, you know, it's interesting, it ebbs and flows. And sometimes I'll have moments where it comes back a little bit. And I'm like, what's going on? You're 32. You've got two children that rely on you. Mm. And you're, all the thoughts in your mind are going on about your food, like just, you know. Yeah. And I'm very, um, I'm very open on my Instagram about that because I just am a huge believer in that, you, we must talk about things because if one person hears what I say and goes, oh, my God, I do that too, oh, thank God, I don't feel alone now mm. knowing that you do that too, then, like, my job there is done. I just want women to know that even if you're a mother, you can still have these body image issues and if you had them as a teenager, they often don't go away and it's learning how to live with them you know yeah for sure and also being a mother it's funny you say that because I I don't know if I have I don't know what I have but I've definitely not got a straight up healthy relationship with food I mean how many people do I don't know but when you're a mum you realize, because I've had already had gastro twice since I got, had Dory, which I never usually get. So it's made me realize like, and it would be usually the times when I'm not eating properly or I'm yep. eating crap or yep. not taking and pregnancy my- does mm. the most insane things to your immune system. Yeah. Just insane things. I, and breastfeeding, all that yeah. nutrients going yep. straight to him basically, hey. Both of them. I've had some ongoing gut issues from my pregnancy with Louis, so two years 
I can honestly say that my health since having my second, it's been completely different. Mm. I'm still in the path with a naturopath of working out exactly what it is that I've got. We don't know if it's a parasite that's causing a lot of this, but it's mm. it's been different ever since I had him. And mm. it's really interesting when I think back to the last time that that gut health felt really amazing. It was pre-pregnancy and yeah. I was like something must have happened in this pregnancy that's affected me long term and it was a very complicated pregnancy okay. um, and maybe that's you know maybe those little things are just staying with me for a little bit longer which yeah. is fine you know yeah and so because I remember discussing kids with you all the way back in whenever it was um is it safe to say that being a mum was something that you always sort of wanted for yourself mm, absolutely I'm from a really big family I'm the youngest of four all of my siblings have lots of children um, and I just, I love a big, loud, crazy family. I do too. I just, it's like how I feel at home with mm. noise and, mm. you know, screaming children and I really, really enjoy it. Um, mm. So it was just like it was never really a, you know, a question. I mean there was a time in my partying stage where I was like, oh, God, I can't think of anything worse. But, mm. you know, if you move past that phase and you meet the right person and then you just think all I want to do is all I want to do is have more of that person, Yeah, you know? totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I really, I really, really enjoy motherhood. I mean it has its days where it's tricky. <laughs> yeah, of course. And you have moments where you're just like, oh, my God. You know, my husband and I talk about like our early days. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, for the 95% of it, I just, I really, really love it. Yeah. And do you ever feel before you got pregnant with Albert, am I right, in the order there? Yeah, Albert's the eldest. Um, did you ever think you would need to decide between motherhood and what you were doing? Like when you were studying naturopathy. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, because before I was studying naturopathy, I worked in fashion and oh, right. I didn't know it that. It was not a conducive environment to having children. Mm. You know, uh, you'd be at work until 9, 10 o'clock at night all the time and I would look at my bosses and most of them were unmarried and most of them didn't have children and I remember looking around and it was 9 o'clock and, you know, my the general manager's boyfriend was calling her and being like, oh, you know what time you're coming home? And I remember thinking, go home to your, home to your boyfriend. Mm. Like, it just, it would not, to me, would not be a conducive environment um, to having children. I think it's quite different now. But, yeah, there was definitely a time where I just, I couldn't see that it would fit into my lifestyle. Um, and then I left the fashion industry due to stress in about 2000 and, it was 2012, so it was before I studied naturopathy and I had a little, like, you know, six months off to try and rediscover myself and... This is when I met my partner and it just really made me realise what I what I want in my life and mm. you know, how much I want my life to be happy and healthy and joyful and I didn't feel that was going to come in the fashion industry. Yeah. So you made a good decision. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very, very happy with the decision. I, I just. It suits you, this life. Like I yeah, can't, like, I mean, I, I can it. imagine anyone in fashion, I suppose, but I never would have yeah. picked that. Yeah. Yeah. I really just, I feel like it's my calling so, yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And um, you spoke about 
your body changing throughout the pregnancy with um, Louis. And was pregnancy and postpartum something that affected your body image past? Like, I'm sorry, not not your past, but. Yeah, like that disordered eating past. Uh, 100%. Not so much with Albert. Um, I had a very, very good pregnancy with Albert. I was very health conscious because I was starting to be a naturopath. So you're going somewhere every day worrying about this. So you're conscious of what you're putting in your body. Um, Had a, you know, like textbook pregnancy, textbook birth. He was a textbook baby. It was all just, you know, really, really good. And then with Louis, I found out I was pregnant two days before my family and I decided to move out of Sydney. So we moved to the South Coast, just near Barrie, between Barrie and Kayama. Um, and there was just a lot of stress going on in my life. There was a lot of change. I had no friends down here. You know, I missed my friends in Sydney. I had a new job. I had a new everything. And I did a lot of binge eating in this second pregnancy. So I gained way more weight than I did in my first, which was fine. Um, and then I had placenta previa in my second pregnancy. Yeah. So I had at 29 weeks, I had a huge bleed. I lost 700 mils of blood and was taken to Sydney because they thought that I was going to have him at the time. And then I was in hospital for three weeks. Um, I wasn't allowed to leave hospital in case I had the baby. And then I wasn't allowed to come back to the South Coast because no hospital near where I lived had an NICU to have babies young enough. So it was just like a whole life was uprooted. Yeah. You know, it was so, so tough. And I just, I personally deal with stress by eating. Yeah. It's just how I deal with my stress. Yeah. You know, I try and find other coping mechanisms and meditation helps and exercise helps. Yeah. But I just really like a good old oh. chocolate bar yeah. when times are tough. <laughs> and, and that is fine. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so it was a much, much harder pregnancy and then I had to have a cesarean because um the placenta previa sometimes the placenta can kind of move away a little bit in the uterus but mine just didn't do that at all and Mm. the placenta was right over my cervix there was no way he was coming out naturally so going from this natural birth to you know yeah a planned cesarean was just it was a lot for me to deal with and then on top of that being a pilates instructor and understanding the mechanisms of your body and what a cesarean does to your body. I was very nervous about that. Mm. Um, and yeah, look, I think, I think, and I always say this to clients when I have mums who come in and they want to get their pre baby body back. I'm like, but it's, you've had a baby. It's yeah. like, it's, it's a know, different body now. Like it's, it's the same body, body but it's a different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's not, pre-body and post-body it's just it's all your body's just the same thing but you know there's definitely been a lot of changes and then adding to that age yeah you know like I was 27 when I had Albert I'm 32 now yeah you look look different anyway yeah totally yeah and it's learning for me it's learning how to get my head around that yeah and getting my head around the fact that my children and my husband and everybody who cares about me could not care less what yes, I look like. that's exactly it, isn't I'm it? I'm the only one who cares what I look like because yeah. they just, God. Yeah. 
They don't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> I could come in with a shaved head and my husband would be like, <laughs> wouldn't even, you know, it's that It's that thing of where like people are always thinking about themselves and how they look. They're not thinking about you and how you look. But always. we get so caught up in it that you think yeah. everyone's thinking about you. But no. Oh, no, never. <laughs> everybody everybody is thinking about own, themselves. Yeah, they've got their own anxieties. Everyone. They're not. So yeah. it's kind of a good thing. It is, yeah. <laughs> And how much has motherhood in itself impacted how you see yourself now, separate from birth, just motherhood? Um, I find it really hard to I find it really hard to see who Arabella is pre-motherhood and post-motherhood, if that if yeah. if that makes sense. Like I sometimes I can't remember who I was. Yeah. Before before having my children. Well, so much happens in your brain and so in your much. world. And you just, you don't even have time to like think and scratch yourself that you Mm. just, you know, you just, I think it's just changed every single facet of my life, but in a far more positive way. Yeah. And it's given me, um, you know, it's given me a lot of, a lot of purpose in what I do and a lot of context to what I do. And that's something that I'm very, very grateful for. Mm. And then equally, combining a little bit of work on top of it has given me even more purpose to yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I've really, really enjoyed. I've, I've, I've kind of worked the whole way through and it's something that for, for me I have to do it yeah. because I'm, it's kind of my escape. Some of I need to escape but it's just an outlet that's different. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. Mm. And do you think that you're uh, a better version of you when you oh, can do both? A hundred percent. Yeah, like, like if you were just a mother yeah, at the yeah. moment, do you think yes. you'd be? No, yeah. no. I, and that's why, um, you know, a lot of my girlfriends are stay-at-home mums and a lot of my girlfriends work full-time. Mm-hmm. And I look at the ones who are stay-at-home mums and I think it's, I think it's far harder to be a stay-at-home mum than to work. I do too. And I don't mean that to offend anybody and I'm sorry if it did because, you know, some people who may work might find that offensive. But it is so hard being at home with your children all day. It's lovely but it's also mundane and it's boring and it's not just sensory play and going to the parks and feeding the ducks. It's Mm. like... There's so much laundry mm, and a so much laundry. cleaning of the laundry. It kills my life. Yeah. All over it. And so much cleaning and, you know, witching hour and there's all these other things. And I'm not saying that go to work, going to work you escape all that, but you get to just have a little bit of time away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and find yourself then, again. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And I find that my mind is always going. I'm always... Like it's always ticking and I I want to be doing things. That's the the sort of connection with all of the people I'm talking to because all of the people are people whose mind is ticking so much that they can't just revel in the laundry and the lovely baby times as much as I adore every moment with my son as well. This is like getting to talk to people and do this or 
take photos or whatever it is I'm doing is just like a reset button. Yeah. And I think that also the thing is, is it means that the days where I am solely with my children, so Mm -hmm. I have Albert goes to preschool three days a week and Louis just goes one, but essentially I have two days a week where it's just the boys and I, as well as the weekends, but there's two set days and we get the most out of the days. We have so much fun. I give them my full presence. I often just delete Instagram on those days Mm because I'm like, no, not doing that. I'm here with you. And I can give them everything because then the days when I'm working are the days when I'm working. Yeah. And do you think some people sort of struggle with that when they aren't, when they don't have an outlet? Because I myself do. Like when I'm just a mum every day for five days straight, I'm I'm struggling to focus on him. Absolutely. Because it's, it's you know, it can be mundane. And I don't Mm. mean to sound ungrateful, but it it can be. Mm. Um, But I think that's also why there's this incredible rise of women running these soul-driven businesses. Yeah. Because they can run their business from home, they're passionate about what they do, they, you know, they're efficient in their work. They've been working yeah. before. Now they have a now they have a baby. They've got four hours to get things done. They get it done, and these businesses are incredible. Yeah. Like, and then combine that with the internet and social media and those things that are happening. It's just like what a time to be alive oh, as a absolutely. mom to young kids. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And because your work now is focused around mothers, Mm. do you think that's something that only popped up because of becoming a mother? Like do you think you'd be in that line of work? I don't don't think I'd be able to coach mothers if I wasn't one myself. So it inspired Um, you to sort of, was there a gap in the market almost? Um, Yeah, look, I believe so. I mean there's obviously there's lots of motherhood coaches out there and then there's beautiful people like Naomi who's, you know, the postpartum doula and those oh, yeah. sorts of things. It's a kind of, it's a growing, it's a growing um, area. But it's something it's so important I was actually too. talking to a girlfriend about this recently. It's something that's just fallen onto me, if that makes sense. Mm. Like as a Pilates instructor, I am most drawn to pregnant women or new mothers mm. or, you know, not just new mothers but mothers with kids. I'm just... I love working with their bodies. I love making them feel better. I love helping open up their shoulders and talking to them about sleep progressions and I love it. Mm. I've just drawn this type of just this niche, niche to myself. And then I knew that I wanted to do health coaching. A lot of my good girlfriends have done it and I wanted to do it, but it wasn't until I realised what kind of health coach I wanted to be that I was like, okay, I'm doing this. Yeah. I didn't want to just sign up, be a health coach, give me all your problems, I'll take anything. I was like, no, I want to know exactly what I'm doing. And I looked around and I was like, this is who I'm working with. I'm working with myself, Yeah, you know, and so I can help them because I am them. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. Mm. I need to see a health coach. I wish you were in (laughs) Melbourne. (laughs) I know, I do online. Oh, you do? Yeah, I don't see anybody face-to-face, like in a rural town. Oh, wow. I didn't even realise you did it online. That's amazing. No, 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 I do it online. I live live not remotely. Like I don't live in the bush. I live two hours from Sydney, but I live in a a small town. I live in a town of, well, my actual town is 500 people, but our district town is 3,500 people. So I work online. That's amazing. But it's also because... 
you know, I see my naturopath online because yeah. I need to do it while my kids are sleeping yeah. or I don't have time to go to my naturopath. Mm. I just don't. Yeah, that's what's so hard about doing these as well. Yeah, but in it's that good. Way, yeah, you work during nap time, yep. or I work with them in the evenings or the weekends, and that's perfect. It works yeah. for me and it works for them. That's amazing. And this is a question that I sort of wanted to ask you. I wasn't sure if it would fit into the conversation, but I'm just mm. going to throw it in there. Because you're so health conscious, how do mm. your kids go? eating oh, healthy it's so foods. funny <laughs> so many people ask me like god your kids must eat so well and I'm like well you'd think so probably better than most uh, even if yeah, it's not yeah yeah, yeah. No, they will be better than most but I also I'm really conscious about not being so insanely strict on them that it then makes and certain foods a thing yep. and that good and bad exactly and I think if I were to have a girl, I would just, my head would spin with that because I'm so conscious of my words because yeah. my disordered eating came from things that were said. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I, I would be very conscious. But, um, you know, I try and just feed them the best that I can. But if we, you know, if we're out or, or you know, with my son, every Friday afternoon after preschool, he gets an ice cream yeah. and that's fine. That's fine. I'm not, he's a five-year-old. He's yeah. allowed to have ice cream. I find the best quality one that I can. So there's a local milk brand and they sell to this gelato place and there's nothing artificial and that's fine. And he always, he's like, no, mm-hmm. oh, I want to go to the service station and get the Buffalo Bill. And I'm like, well, that one's not as good for you. Come and get the other one. It's more delicious. It's better for you. Yeah. You know, so I, they're kids. Yeah. I'm going to let them be, yeah. you know, but when, you know, when they're having breakfast, lunch and dinner in my house, it's it's good things. But I also make things a good version. Like today I made them sausage rolls and yeah. they have no idea, but it was probably 70% vegetables. They don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's wrapped in pastry. It's delicious. It's wrapped in pastry. Dip yeah. in some tomato sauce. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I, I love think it. that it's really important to not make it a, a thing. Yeah. I agree because I feel like that's where a lot of it comes from. And I was talking um, with a friend today about I really want to do baby led weaning when we Mm. do finally get around to it. And I'm reading a book on it at the moment and it was really funny reading the part where she sort of explains like imagine you're a baby and you go from having breast milk or formula or whatever it is you're having to being spoon fed mush that tastes Mm. different every single time Mm. you consume it and you want to spit it out and see what it looks like but then they quickly put it back in your mouth so that you can't look at it or touch it and I was like wow how did we get to this point in western culture like that's such a strange way to get babies to eat food isn't isn't it? it But it goes with the rise of convenience foods. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Like baby-led weaning is incredible and I did it with both boys and I love oh, it. Oh, cool, yeah. Um, and I combined it with a little bit of both as well. Yeah. So I would also like mush up yeah. what he was getting on his little tray. But, you know, to sit there and feed him, you could get it done faster. Baby-led weaning can take a lot longer and is a lot messier. Mm. So then this rise in, you know, the 70s, 80s and 90s of women going back to work and they needed the convenience. Mm. And it just often when you look back into why as a society have we been doing this, mm. it's all coming back to these core, you know, these core 
things of when women went back to work. Yeah. The whole household has to change. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? And yeah, none but, of this seems to fall on men ever. Oh no, no, no. No, no. men just have their job and then they come home and they Yeah, totally. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> They're lucky. The They're lucky. I wouldn't like their pressures sometimes either. <laughs> what does balance look like for you in your life now with all of these things going on? Mm, it's something that I'm really conscious of striving for. But also something that if it, you know, I also am balanced with my balance, if that makes sense. Like sometimes it's harder and sometimes it's not. At the moment I'm about to run two more retreats, so I'm working a lot at the moment. After they pass, it will slow down and I'll have more balance Mm. and that's absolutely fine, Not, not holding on to that I have to have balance. Yeah. But I just take little wins, like some things that are really important for me is every morning when I wake up, I make myself a cup of Earl Grey tea and I have it in bed in silence. Mm. Everyone in my family knows that this is the deal. Wow. And the boys kind of leave me when Louis was younger. You know, it, it depends. I've made it work through the years, but now I just make the boys some toast or I cut up some fruit or I give them something to eat and they just mill around in the living room and I'm like I'm just having my tea in bed I'll be back in 10 minutes come get me if something major happens it doesn't and so I go and have my tea and that 10 minutes in the morning that I've taken for the day for me helps my whole day wow yeah and I'll go through phases some you know I went through a really good phase at the beginning of the year where I was waking up half an hour early and I was doing 10 minutes of yoga 10 minutes of meditation having my tea alone in bed and that was wonderful but then now I'm just a little bit tired because I'm doing a lot so mm. I'm prioritizing sleep and to me that's yeah you know, that's balance oh I can't wait to be able to prioritize sleep <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm still in the four-month phase, so I'm sure I'll get there eventually. Yes, and then and then you get there for a bit and then you don't and it goes backwards, yep. you know, and that's Motherhood. totally fine. It's yep. not, yeah, got to be okay with it and dropping that expectation. Yeah. Things. I remember my son, Albert, was, was about 11 months old. So I remember saying to my mum, Mum, like when's he going to sleep through the night? And mm. she was like, no. He's 11 months. If he hasn't done it yet, he probably won't. You just need to stop expecting it. And mm. I was like, this is mind-blowing. Yeah. So I dropped this expectation that he needs to be sleeping through the night. Mm. And I was like, whatever, he'll do it. And it was after he was two and I was saying to my husband, I'm like, God, I feel so good this week. I've got so much energy. And he's like, yeah, I'll but slept through the last week. And I was like, oh, didn't even notice. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I like pushed it to the back of my brain. I just didn't even notice. Yeah. When people ask me how my kids sleep, I'm like, I don't know, sometimes well, sometimes not. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I think as much as I'm trying not to have any expectations, I definitely did surrender to the fact that he just wakes every two hours and that's just how my nights are. And that's yep. why I go to bed by usually 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And exactly. yeah, yeah, I sometimes nap when he does in the day. I sometimes don't, but yep. I'm kind of running on just a small amount of sleep all the time now. And I'm used to it. You do. You get used to it's it. Totally. Think, hey, you know how in pregnancy toward the end of pregnancy, you can't sleep because you can't get comfortable. Mm. I'm convinced that that's this like, uh, you know, sort of totally that's getting us used to not sleeping so yeah. much. I'm convinced. I used to wee every two hours oh, at least at night. 
I still, I get up and wear a million times a yeah. night. It's so annoying, but um, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what things do you put lowest on your priority list then? Um, well, it differs. Sometimes it's myself, which is really bad, mm. but I'm really conscious. I think that would be my natural. I'm really conscious not. And I also think that's why I'm doing the work that I do yeah. to remind me not to pop things yeah. below on the list. Housework is pretty low for me. Yeah. Um, my vacuum broke three weeks ago. That's fine. Whatever. My mum's dropping me off a new one maybe yeah. next week. That's fine. I don't care if my house isn't vacuumed. If we have stuff on the floor, does it make my children laugh less? Does it make my husband love me less? No. Oh, I'm very much like I love what that. are the important things in my life? Mm. Are these going to contribute to it? And mm. housework, sorry. Yeah. And it's just not, doesn't really. It'll be yeah, there forever. I, yeah. And I like my house to be relatively tidy mm. I understand that you know when things are messy it makes my mind messy and it makes my anxiety spike yeah but the actual like the scrubbing of the bathroom and mm. the, that it's fine doesn't yeah, matter totally fine I never yep. scrub my bathroom oh um. I live in this like 70s house and my tiles are brown so you wouldn't even know if they're dirty. <laughs> it's the best thing ever all those people with new white subway oh, tiles yeah. I'm like you're idiots idiots <laughs> Totally. Um, do you outsource much? Um, I, I wish. Look, I, 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 I would actually, I wouldn't mind outsourcing a cleaner one day. Yeah. Eventually. I think I'll kind of get to that. I'll get to that point. Um, I feel like I outsource care because my sons go, um, you know, they go and they're looked after by other people. So I feel like that is a version of outsourcing, but other than that, not really. Yeah. Um, no, I enjoy doing a lot of it Yeah. myself. Mm. And you're yeah. one that enjoys cooking like I do as well. I so. love cooking, yeah. yeah. But, God, if you don't enjoy cooking, get somebody else to do it. Yeah, absolutely. A really beautiful girlfriend of mine, she's a motherhood nutritionist, and she taught me the best tip about cooking and it's that you should not be cooking seven nights a week doing this whole concept of batch cooking yeah so she cooks maybe three nights a week and then she makes triple the amount and she has it in her freezer so things like curries and those beautiful things that you eat a lot of you just batch cook them and then they're in your freezer and she taught this to me a few months ago and it has been record-breaking like we just yeah. It's a great idea because I did a lot of that before Pre, Dory was yeah. born. Yeah. yeah. And it was amazing having it in the freezer. Yeah. And then it runs out yeah. and you're like, like great. yeah, now I have to cook again from but scratch. If you just, it's pretty easy to do once you get in a good little habit of it. Yeah. It's easy. But there's all these little tricks that are really easy. We did this great cooking thing for a while. Um, it worked pretty well in summer where we did like a dinner rotation. So I had week one, week two, week three. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night or all the things. And then you just rotated. Mm. So then every three weeks you're eating that yeah. same thing. So you're not but it constantly feels new again. You're not constantly thinking of things. Yeah. Um, because it's probably my issue, but I just can't serve something boring for dinner. Neither can I. I get so upset. <laughs> oh, I'm like, this God. dinner sucks. I know. <laughs> or if you go to someone's house and they just serve you meat and three veg, I'm like, no. <laughs> Why did you make a curry out of this? Yeah. This is so boring. Oh, I agree. Yeah. 
Meat and three veg is the most boring meal. Literally, I just... You need sauce. Like, you can't just eat it unless it's it's really beautifully cooked, but still. And it often isn't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a meat and three veg cooker, it's... Yeah. 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 Going back to birth. Yes. Um, they say your f- oh yeah. They yeah. say your first birth is a rite of passage. Mm. Did this experience for you open up anything that you didn't expect? How did you feel sort of during and after your birth, your mm. first birth? I had the most beautiful first birth. Um, I think I'm one of those midwives often talk about those there's just a weird little group of people who just love 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 birth and I am definitely it I would do it every day of the week wow I just love it Mm. love it I felt when I found out I had to have a cesarean with my second I just I've never been more upset about something in my obstetrician was like a lot of women are happy about this I'm like no I love birth oh yeah um I think it made me feel really empowered yeah the most empowered I've ever felt. Mm. Um, and it just gave me this drive of like, I can honestly, I've done that. I can do anything. Mm. I can do absolutely anything. And I think that's that like gusto and that oomph that you need to take into motherhood. Yeah. I felt the same. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's so hard because it's just like, come on, you can do this, you know? Yeah, it and especially when you work. are lucky enough like you and I to get through it without needing yes. drugs. Ex- yeah, I think that exactly. gives you an extra boost of yeah, like empowerment. Yeah, um, well, I had two really good moral, role models. My sister had two natural births and one of my best friends had had two natural births at the time. So for me, and this was just a personal choice, there was never any um, there was never any concept of drugs. It was just never, mm. I have a worse reaction to drugs than I do to the pain, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And I know that. Yeah. I, I know how badly I react to drugs and it just wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. And I was, had such supportive midwives that it was never even offered. Same. Yeah. I had that in my sort of plan. Please don't offer me anything unless I really ask for it. And I didn't even think about it at all. No, neither. You're so busy. Yeah. You don't think. You're in your zone. Yeah. You're not like, yeah. And then the next day (laughs) she came around like, do you want Panadol? And I was like, well, go on, treat yourself. Yes, I'll have a Panadol. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Did you have stitches at all? No. Okay. See, I had a tear, no. but I didn't even feel the tear, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And because apparently the pressure of the baby, and he had a big head, on oh, yeah. the nerves down where the tear was, yeah. I couldn't actually feel it at all. It was numb for, for like a week or two. Yeah. So Great. then I took a little bit of Panadol after that for the stitches. Mm. But other than that, like, mm. I was, yeah. You were fine. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it too, to some extent. Oh, I love it. <laughs> But then like this with my second birth because I had to have a cesarean and you're so it's awful how drugged up you are. Mm. It's it's awful. And my um spinal tap came very, very high. It came all the way up towards my neck. So oh, I couldn't wow. even hold him because my oh, arms yeah. were also yeah. you know, I was totally paralyzed from the neck down. Mm. And then you're on endone for quite a while. And it was just the most bizarre experience not being 
myself mm. and having this baby and being like, oh, you know, you're trying so hard mm. to ca- take every moment but not being able to because you're yeah. literally on a very strong drug. Yeah. And it was on probably like the seventh or so day and I was just like, I, I, I need to get off these. I'm yeah. not not enjoying this I'd rather deal with the pain and so I had a pretty painful three four days and then it just you know it was okay yeah imagine the most polarizing two things yeah you're lucky that you had the opposite like the way you did and not the opposite way around because that would have just really traumatized you maybe I'm so lucky and I'm also really lucky that I know what it's like to have an amazing birth yeah I feel really really grateful for that yeah um but then also I feel really, really grateful that I had my son in 2017 in Australia. Oh, amazing, yeah. And that I was able to have a cesarean because if yeah. I were in, you know, if this was 200 years ago or mm. if I were in a developing country, I would have died in yeah. childbirth. God. So I'm grateful for the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Mm. And you have two beautiful boys. Exactly, exactly. And two interesting stories to tell as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you could sum up motherhood and what it's given you, what would you say? Oh, my gosh, that's a tricky question. What it's given me, it's given me a consciousness into into so many different things it's Mm. made me view everything so differently and question why I view it differently and question why society does this this or question why does my child do that it's made me delve a lot deeper into everything Mm. which makes me look at my like pre-child days as so it's very like just periphery and superficial and just like skimming across the the tops of things whereas now I'm just I want to get to the in the, the muck. depths of things yeah. yeah I love that yeah I feel very similarly to you in that way mm-hmm. and what's next for you um gosh I don't know I'm we're we're like toying up to third baby to not third baby mm. so who knows? who knows if that will happen um, was Albert, that, I'm sorry, was Louis a planned plan? Yes. Albert was spontaneous. Louis was planned. And again, you, they're totally different. Did you sort of, um, discuss when Albert was growing up, when you'd be ready for another? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. So we, we, we Louis was as, you know, we planned when it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I did all the ovulation tracking and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, and so that that's why, you know, we're kind of like it's weird when you're discussing, are we going to do this? Like the talking about adding another human into your life <laughs> is weird. Yeah, yeah. And weighing up the pros and cons. Like my husband <laughs> and I will have the conversations. I'm like, this is not normal. <laughs> it's totally normal because we do it too. No. But then sometimes I think that, you know, sometimes it's good when they just come. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. But if, but if you know, and if that's not what happens, then I'm just so happy in what I'm already doing. Yeah. And, and I'm so fulfilled by my children and my work that if it doesn't happen, that's also so fine. Yeah. Because we've we've got kids now. We know what it's, it's like. Exactly. Mm. I literally said to Albert today, 
the sausage rolls. He wanted more tomato sauce. And I was like, no, no, have what you have first before you get more. And I said it and I was like, whoa, yes, have <laughs> what you have now. You have these two now. Have them now yeah. before you get more. Yeah. Life lesson. Yeah, in tomato oh, sauce. <laughs> it is, absolutely. Well, that's all I have. That's all Mama, your questions. Mama, and thank you. it's been so good to chat to you. It's been wonderful to chat to you. I didn't actually introduce you at the beginning, I also realised, <laughs> but I'll I'll put an intro in there somewhere. Okay, I just started talking. It flowed beautifully <laughs> is what I was trying to say. Thanks, Okay, um, my baby's probably going to wake up okay. soon, so I should get, Go. get going. Go for that. Thank you so much. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.